0: are wrong about guitars podcast you're you're just wrong you're wrong man you're wrong you're just wrong about guitars dude you're just just wrong about about you know nothing wrong wrong welcome to your wrong about guitars podcast i'm eric olvin going solo this week um yeah i guess dyer's off being a rock star or something something about like his albums charting and he's getting a lot of good reviews on it yada 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 all that other stuff (laughs) um yeah playing a lot of gigs if you haven't seen him yet you definitely should uh just a great time one of the one of the reasons why i uh went up and talked to him to begin with because he's such a polarizing um entertainer on stage so if you haven't seen him yet should definitely check him out um his album's doing great go check out his album Doing very very good things, and uh, should be next week having back on the podcast and back to our uh, you know rowdy behavior. And um, how did you feel about the last episode of Nuts? <laughs> did you make it through it? Did you skip it? Um, you know, it was definitely an interesting one to edit. And there was about ah man, I think there was about six minutes at least of audio that we just completely cut out of that (laughs) that you guys didn't that we didn't want anybody to hear so um you got what you got we thought it was uh you know it was just being silly really and you know you got I think we got a little bit of information on there but it was also really late at night we (laughs) we weren't quite in our uh you know stable right minds when we were doing it to begin with but um you know it is what it is, and hopefully you guys at least had a good laugh. I thought it was interesting and, and really funny, and especially the part with uh, you know, go go talk to your local luthier about nut about his nuts, and you know make sure that you go to somebody who's uh played around with uh, with a few and knows the best kind of nuts. Yeah, that was very very interesting on his part, but I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. All right. Well, this week, since I'm going solo, I wanted to dive in on a uh, uh, one of our listeners suggested topics, and that is superstrats. So we'll just dive right into it. Um, so a su- super strat, there really isn't like a definitive like this is a super strat and this isn't kind of thing. It's pretty much just seems like it's whatever variation off of a classic Fender Stratocaster that you can get. Um, but most usually they are more aggressive. They're a little pointier, um, uh, flatter radius on the neck, thinner neck, um, you know, humbucker, at least one humbucker, if not two, um, like an HSH kind of situation or HSS. And then a lot of them have like the Floyd Rose on there, some kind of like more aggressive floating trim. Um, jumbo frets is another good one. Uh, maybe a more simple kind of setup for the electronics um, as compared to like uh, volume, um, volume tone, kind of stuff like that. Or volume tone tone. It might be a little more simpler. It might be a little more complex. Uh, a lot more stuff going on with it. So um, let's get into the history a little bit. So it definitely came up in the heavy metal era, the 80s. Um, you know, the pointy guitars and, um, you know, wanted ease of playing, you get high gain amplification, you know, you can shred a lot more on it. So, uh, Richie Blackmore, Uli John Roth, Dave Murray, they all had strats, but they wanted, you know, some modifications in there to make it a lot hotter and a lot, um, you know, fit that style of not just the playability, but also the looks, um, and then uh you know the big one EVH Eddie Van Halen right um what a super strat that was um and he definitely took it to um you know that next level of tinkering and and changing um changing stuff around so um you know that Strat, it looks like uh, uh you know maple neck instead of rosewood fretboard um he put in a Gibson PAF humbucker in the bridge um, really get that um, you know, hot-rodded tone out of it. Um, in 1977, the Frankenstrat, I guess, is considered to be the first superstrat. Michael Hampton of Parliament Funkadelic. He put in three humbuckers, um, reversed the headstock. Um, you can, I guess you can see this. You see his on uh, George Clinton, The Mothership Connection. And that was filmed in 1976. So that would be considered to be a little bit earlier than EVH. Um, and, you know, I've heard, too, that uh, EVH got the idea for his from, I think, a punk band, right? Like something like that, that he saw play out in L.A. Um, and then he took it to, what you know, his level there. Reading through this here, it, seemed, it looks like uh, Grover Jackson was also considered to be one of the first um, custom shop. Uh, super strats and that was in 81 though um and that was um and then he kind of put everything obviously into the Jackson soloist became becoming Jackson guitars <clears throat> but in uh, mass production from like 83 84 companies like Kramer, Jackson, Charvel, Yamaha, Aria, Ibanez, Washburn, Hamer all of them started to come out with that uh, Big super strat um, to meet the needs of the the times and the music and the guitarists of that generation. Much more complex playing considering from the 70s. Um, but let's run through a few of these here. You have the Kramer Beretta, right? Um, I'm seeing here that that was ran from 83 to 91. Um, and one of the earlier guitars to feature a Floyd Rose Um Slanted humbucker, more traditional neck and body contours, but uh, very close connection to EVH's um, Frankenstrat. Um, then we also had a Dean Bel Air, 83 to 84, early HSS guitar, uh, also dubbed a Super Strat. Um, Bolt on neck, 22 frets, uh, vintage trim. And then the Jackson soloist, like I uh, mentioned earlier, um, started production in 1984. HSS setup, neck through construction, 24 frets, and then either a Floyd Rose or a Kaler on those. And then you also had some of uh, uh, minor outliers at that time, Fernandez, Schechter, Carvin, and ESP. Um, so what did Fender do about this? Well, they decided to put out their own, of course. Fender Contemporary Strat made in Japan from 84 to 87. Then you had the uh, Fender Performer 85 to 86. And then the Fender HM Strat 88 to 92. Um, and uh, I also like the Fender HM Tele. Um, I've, I've set up one of those from one of my buddy. Uh, very, very cool guitar. Um, the HM Strat was 88 to 92. Then you had the Fender Prodigy 91 to 93. And the uh, Fender Showmaster, ninety-eight to two thousand nine. Um they also had other models like the Talon, and that was eighty-nine to ninety-three. But then uh let's look at the other side of the spectrum. Gibson wanted in on that, right? So they produced their own super strat, the Gibson Victory, eighty-one to ninety-three, um, the Gibson WRC eighty-five to eighty-six, WRC uh, the Wayne Charvel model, right? Uh, Gibson US-1, 86 to 91. Uh, the U-2, which was 87 to 92. Gibson Superstrat, but somewhat stripped down. Um, Basewood body, figure top, dot inlays, regular pickups. Um, then Gibson had the Q-series, and then the M-3, 91 to 94, and they re- reissued that in 2013 if you want to catch one of those. But uh, all of that came crashing to an end, right? grunge mid 90s heavy metal shredding particularly kind of declined out of the the um atmosphere of um, pop music at the time alt metal and grunge just really took over from there guild kind of dropped out hammer was acquired by uh, another company and then acquired by fender um dean was sold to tropical music in 1990 and um Kind of stopped that until they resumed it um, with their new owner. Now made in Korea, Kramer went bankrupt in 1990 and then sold to Gibson in the early, um, early 90s. Jackson and Charvel obviously bought by Fender in 2002. Um, but I guess Ivan has really suffered some losses in the early 90s. Um, went through major restructuring, model line uh, um, of its model lineup. Um, the Ghost Rider, Blazer, TC, RT, and uh, TR, ATK Bases, you know, those all got added in there to kind of take them into the new direction. Um, and then you had the Iceman and Gibraltar, um, Gibraltar Bridge that was put onto there and came into a, a new vintage theme, <laughs> reconstructing, um, you know, the company to keep it afloat tweaking a little bit here and there metal metal guitar only company right um but extended fretboard super strats are still super popular today and i mean you still look at the metal community and what ibanez has done i think to really continue that um and i mean you have what schecter and then you have a lot of boutique builders who continue to take on that uh super strat um kind of look and feel and you know the the 22 frets, the 24 frets, um, you know, uh, neck through model, at least in HSH. Um, now going into, you know, heavy metal, we got extended, sh- you know, extended range and um, uh, seven string, eight string models. Um, you know, the Strat design is really the most popular, I feel like, when we think of, a lot of heavy metal guitars, right? Um, and especially with boutique companies today. And, you know, to be honest with you, if you know me and you've talked to me, you know that uh, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I, I'm i so tired of seeing strats and strat bodies, but I get it, you know, it's it's guitar. Um, that's what everybody gravitates to. And it's not super hard to, to build it. Um, people get it. It's what's familiar to them but you know me i like i want i want something new i like seeing new stuff and i like making new things so being able to create i think a super strat idea super strat kind of feel and playability is really important but you know i just want the the extra look you know i want something different so i mean that's the gist of the super strat i know um you know, there's probably a lot more companies and a lot more information that I'm kind of overlooking here, but that's the gist of it. Um, you know, EVH was definitely, I, th- I think in my opinion, the the front runner and all of that and what really took it to the next level. Um, you know, showing guys that you can take these guitars and turn them into like just beasts, create such different tones out of them, lightweight bodies, and really, you know, Take a guitar from a manufacturer and make it your own. And that's what I I really appreciate and what I'm thankful for EVH for is showing people that, you know, you don't have to just play the guitar the way that the manufacturer set it up. You can make the guitar however you want. And I always, you know, encourage my customers to look at the guitar that way. You know, collecting is one thing. If you want to keep a guitar just to collect it and get the the, the value out of it later on as an investment, but to me, the guitar is an instrument, right? It is, it should be an extension of you and how you are able to relay what's inside of you artistically. And bare minimum, you should play the guitar first to know if it feels right, if it plays right, um, if it's comfortable to play. You like the, the scale length, the string tension, everything about it, right? It feels good. There's so many things. Feels good in your hand, against your body, all sorts of things. But then you can mod it, right? Let's put on something different. Let's, you know, if you if you want a trim, let's throw a real trim on there. You know, if you want to get some big sound out of it, let's put a humbucker on there. Um, And you know, I've done a lot of cool stuff too with for mods like uh, the TBX tone pot and the uh, Clapton mid boost circuit. Which, oh man, I've. You know that's something new that I've recently got into, and it's killer. Like you can really take those single coils and make them something big with the with that stuff. So if anybody's looking to do something like that, let me know. If you have any questions, let me know, and I'll send that information over. I actually, have it all on my website. Um, if you want to do some kind of mod uh, with that kind of wiring, um, SunlandGuitars.com. Check that out with the uh, Clapton Mid Boost and TBX Tone Pot. Um, I have the wiring diagram all there and ready to go for you. Um, but also, like this is what I love, and this is what I love about the Super Strat is the modifications because it's just it's so cool to see what we can do with the guitar and the changes that we can make from it and the tones we can get out of it. Like this, it's just so much. Um, and you know, as you as you uh, evolve as a guitarist, obviously you start to understand. More what you need from a guitar, not just what you want or what looks cool or what could be cool to have, just in case. But especially if you're gigging, like you want to get the most simplified version of your guitar so that you're not worrying about like, oh, this button needs to be here. This switch needs to be here. Um, I have to turn this knob perfectly at seven and a half, you know, um, to get the tone that I want. Figure out how to get that all locked in so that it's exactly the way that you want it and you can keep it that way and it's consistent. It's all doable um, with, especially in today's market with guitars. All right, with that said, let's see if we can look up something new because uh, NAM is now over. Um, and let's see what we got going on. It's funny. Um, the first thing that pops up is uh, why Kirk Hammett uses WA so much. We can get into that another time. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, Metallica's hot right now, right? New albums coming out. Uh, I know I've I've listened to at least one of the songs. I'm not a huge Metallica fan. Um I would say that um Lux Eterna is definitely a Metallica song. So, congratulations on them for at least throwing one good album on or one good song on this album like they, they tend to do. You get at least one good one, right? Sorry if I (laughs) I probably pissed off a few people with that, but... All right. um, James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett debut. New ESP and Gibson Guitars. at The first show of the M72 World Tour. Um, Papa Het has a fresh vulture, while Hammett's uber-rare 59 Les Paul got its first ever run out. Ugh. God. Okay. Let's check these things out. Oh, of course, they're not going to show anything real like specs or anything like that, but it says uh, James Hetfield has a fresh yellow and black ESP vulture designed to tie in with the album's artwork and the band's stage setup for the tour. Features a gloss black finish with yellow racing stripe. Of course, why not? He's a big car guy, right? While that yellow ESP logo sets the headstock off real nice. Otherwise, the model is kitted out as before with EMG's headset and that distinctive V inlay. Check out Metallica's official photos below for a closer look. Oh, yeah. There's that racing stripe. Yeah, it looks like a solid guitar. I'm sure it's fine. Not my first choice, but it's there. And uh, it looks like... Oh, okay. The deep, deep cut also marked... The debut appearance of Kirk Hammett's latest vintage guitar acquisition is Factory Black 59 Les Paul Standard, acquired last month from Carter Vintage Guitars in Nashville. Uh, Bigsby equipped model made a brief appearance during the band's stint on the Howard Stern Show, too. You can check that out. Oof. Eddie Van Halen's Hot for Teacher Kramer sells at auction for nearly... Drumroll, please. four million dollars holy crap it is now one of the most expensive guitars ever sold they weren't even they were they were expecting a million quadrupled that holy crap like that's that's insane i bet whoever bought that's having some awesome fun with that <laughs> you know they're playing it they have to they have to play it i'd have to play it four million dollars it's not gonna sit there have to do that Oh, here we go. Seymour Duncan issues new version of Slash's signature humbuckers with one key upgrade. So these are Slash 2.0 pickups. Um, These are some of my most favorite guitars to upgrade in any Les Paul or even like any Gibson kind of uh type guitar like if you want to get a really really versatile uh humbucker a uh, humbucker set the the slash ones have such a great tone like you can you can go full range blues up to metal with them and uh, they're just solid every single set that i've put in i'm uh, i've been more than happy with and i've i've heard from all of the customers as well uh that they are too all right, so it's said that they sought out Seymour Duncan's expertise in making a hotter wound, higher output set, which didn't compromise the original's clean and overdriven tones in any way. So, according to the brand Slash's need for a louder set of humbuckers emerged from his extension tour- extensive touring activities with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators and GNR. With Slash himself explaining, I found on occasion that I needed a louder pickup for certain live applications. That makes sense. I have seen, uh, I got to see them live the first tour that he went out with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, and it was amazing. I'm more than happy with getting to see Slash. If I never get to see Guns N' Roses, I'll be happy because I got to see, you know, Slash rip a lot of good. Um, uh, G&R tunes and then Miles Kennedy is an amazing performer amazing singer and he hit all all the right notes um, to make those those covers work so um, but it says here quote for some reason certain guitars that I have are quieter than others and I started finding I needed louder pickups on those guitars so I went to see more Duncan they're higher output but they don't add any distortion there's no gain just a higher level so that's pretty cool might um, have to check those out soon then because that would be super awesome to try out. Something a little hotter, but doesn't add like take away from any of that clean tone. I'm all for that. Alright, let's see. I something did pop up. I know I'm a, a I'm a Seymour Duncan junkie. So introducing Seymour Duncan's hyper switch. If you guys haven't watched the video on this, I definitely recommend it. Like it is mind blowing. And it might get rid of all your guys's need to come to me to mod uh, and change your pickups because uh, th- it's really next level. So, um, the Hyper Switch sy- system is merging is the merging of traditional and technological platforms that empowers guitarists of all skill levels to quickly and easily change the wiring configuration of their passive pickups. Passive pickups. This isn't active. This is still passive. It's insane. No more reading, wiring diagrams, trial and error experimentation with the soldering iron and hoping you get it right or coming to me, right? Instead, rewire your guitar with the touch of your finger and get instant access to a wide range of iconic tones with a flip of your pickup switch. The Hyper Switch is a five-way guitar pickup that pickup switch with all an all analog signal flow that allows you to unlock exciting new tone mods from your existing pickups via digital control. Once installed, you can tweak each switch position with the HyperSwitch app to create unique pickup combinations and wiring options. It's like having a personal guitar tech on your phone. It's like me being on your phone installed on your guitar. How cool is that? So a player with three humbuckers, for example, will be able to configure their pickups in hundreds of possible ways using the app. Anything's possible. You can combine a single coil neck pickup with one half of a bridge humbucker coil split with any humbucker or even swap the phase of any coil. Do you hear that? You can just swap the phase of any coil. That's insane. You can create up to five unique pickup combinations of each preset you have on the Hyper Switch and save over 100 presets in your app. Hyperswitch is compatible with most passive pickups including single coils, single coil sized humbuckers, full size humbuckers, stacked humbuckers and P rails. Another really cool thing is that you can use your guitar's onboard tone control, use the Hyperswitch's tone control or bypass the tone control altogether. And the best part, you ready for this? You're allowed to be as indecisive as you want to be about your tone without the consequences. A lot of guitarists are scared to change, right? Because until now it's been a headache to try out newer and more experimental pickup sounds. With the hyper switch you can tweak and tweak and tweak without taking apart your guitar and putting it back together. It's gonna put me out of business. No, it's gonna be awesome. I I hope that um somebody comes in soon so I can uh with one of these so I can install it or I'm trying to see if it's even for sale yet or when they are expecting it to be for sale. Wow. Okay. So this thing is only 150 bucks. Let me see. There's a whole bunch of videos. So, I mean, I'm guessing it looks like it's kind of pu- plug and play. So it has like a bank where you can just insert the wire and tighten it down and clamp it down i don't love that i usually tell people to stay away from that kind of stuff so we'll see how well that works um but i'm guessing even with 150 dollars for the switch that the app probably costs some kind of subscription right that's all it really says i can't get a whole lot of information here let's check out the install guide so you get a uh luthier's perspective on how to install this oh yep, too hard for you guys no i'm just kidding all right so it looks like yeah i mean everything's just plug and play you just shove it in there they have there's wiring diagrams right here on the website um with all sorts of different configurations to help you guys out that's awesome i can't wait to take a look at this this is going to be really really cool to play around with (sighs) It's hard to say because it's a five-way switch. So, um, if uh, it needs a slot, so if you're you're gonna have to mod your guitar at some point, unless you're using like a Strat, which it looks like most of these are. Okay, so I mean, it's probably gonna have to be that way. If you have a guitar with like a blade switch, you should be fine. We should be able to install that. Um, but I, it looks like it's only in a blade. So if you have a toggle switch, we'd have to figure out how to mod that. Or if you don't have a switch at all, like that's going to be a little difficult (laughs) too, obviously. Um, but there's probably ways around it. We can figure that out together, right? But, um, I think that is all that I have left for you guys. So, um, I'm going to let you go with that. Please make sure to, uh, check out our YouTube channel, go to our, private Facebook group for exclusive content or, and even like request, um, you know, topics like uh, one of our awesome listeners did for this podcast today on Super Strats. And I will see you later.